0: Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by StrikeForceEnergy.com. Put down the water, grab a fucking drink. Whoa, boy. Oh, dear. How do we recover after Charlie Dude, Classic? I, that that episode, we got a lot of comments. We My got a lot of comments hurts. on the Charlie Classic <laughs> episode. A lot of emails after the <laughs> Charlie Classic <laughs> episode. Apparently, uh, apparently
1: sausage, sausage House had an exponential uh, boot burst in traffic. It's a castle,
0: Jared. It's a castle, castle. It's not a house. It's 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 a castle, not a house. Just like the White Castle, it's a castle, not a house. Uh, man, Ch- Charlie was was a uh, was a fun guest uh, this week, kids. Uh, we we got another fun one. Who do, who do we got, Jared? We have old meat, MG meats. Yeah, that's MG. Right. We we and and why why are we going by code names? Well, I mean. Y- y- y-
1: if, if there was a codename for him, it is Meat. He could barely fit through a door. <laughs> big
0: guy. Is yeah. he, he's a big guy, you're saying?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, yes. D- describe Meat's dimensions for us, I mean, if you will. I mean, like Evan says, he's the biggest Indian he's ever seen in his life. Like uh, 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 Na- Native American? Ind- no, or... India. India Indian.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, so he, yeah. he's... Yeah, dimension-wise, he's,
1: uh... dimension he's about as wide as one of those new Volkswagen Bugs. <laughs> Okay. Uh he's he's uh, he's as chiseled as that marble George Michael statue as you uh as you, as you enter T Paine's house.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> big big fan of that.
1: RIP uh, R. Jorge he Michael. RIP Jorge he has Michael. A, he has a beard that would make Paul Bunyan cry out of the <laughs> tip of his his dick.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. I love I love I love everything about and this he, man. And he has gorgeous just
1: dark black eyes that uh that are about as 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 empty as sarah silverman's head yeah okay (laughs) well
0: you know i will i will point out jared he's indian so if he didn't have dark eyes it'd be weird it'd be real weird like if he he, i don't know too many blue-eyed indians who are just strolling the streets looking for modeling contracts (laughs) looking for blue eye Uh, modeling
1: contracts i'm an eye model
0: yeah yeah, There's not a lot of casting calls for a blue-eyed Indian man uh, oh, yes, out sirs. there in the world. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, Meats. Uh, pleasure, pleasure to have you on, on the Drinking Brothers uh, channel. Uh, we, I, I, I understand you're a veteran, is that correct?
2: Yes, sir. It's a
0: pleasure to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, look, uh, if you've listened to the show, you know how this whole shit, shit stink works. Uh, We got some sponsors who pay for this motherfucker to be on the air. First and foremost is StrikeForceEnergy.com. Kick the can, kids. You don't need the can anymore. Strikeforce Energy is the tastiest, tiniest little tin pouch full of energy you could possibly ever want in your life. Uh, Just a few squirts into your water bottles, into your liquors, into your beers, into any liquid you could imagine. Boom, you are energized for the entire day. Uh they ship for they, they they ship everywhere around the entire world. Uh you can get a box of ten for for, for nine ninety nine, or you can get a, a full bottle that squirts out a hundred of these motherfuckers. And they also have a subscription of the month. Uh type in the promo code Drinkin' Bros. You get twenty percent off. Strikeforceenergy.com is where all your energy needs are met. Next up we got
3: ghostbed.com. Jared, how comfortable is that fucking ghost bed? Oh, Hey, by the way, Jared just stepped out, but he would—I would tell you this right now: Ghost Bed is fucking incredible, and Jared even let me sleep on it. It's—he's got one no. in his basement. Yeah, did he really? Yeah, he pulled one out. He let um, every guest now can sleep on a ghost bed when they come to stay with Jared. When they
1: come to Jared's house.
3: Yep. Oh, hey, uh, big fan! I'm putting a Strike
0: Force in a Perrier right now. Did you know Strike Force is Navy SEAL owned? I didn't. I didn't. Uh I heard I heard uh, our special guest might be a Navy SEAL. Is that true? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Hey, you hair. know what you should do? You should lie your Navy SEAL body down on Jared's ghost bed tonight and uh and snuggle up. It'll be the finest sleep you've ever had in your entire life. Uh go to ghostbed.com for Forward slash drinking bros, you get fifty dollars off a bed. Uh, also this month they are giving away five free beds to any uh act active military veteran or or anybody in the in the National Guard, uh, which is a nice thing. The reserves. Uh, so go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Um, their pillows are to die for. Their bed is is like a bed of roses. Uh ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Next up we got ready man.com.
3: Evan Hayfer, take it away. Ready Man. So master the art of self-reliance or self-sufficiency. So Jeff Kirkham over there at Ready Man. He's got twenty-eight years of special force experience. He's got under over seven patents. Seven patents under his name. He's also written the uh, Combat Field Leader's Guide. I wrote one chapter of That's that. That's a good one. That's a good one. A you know, really, It'll put really you to sleep one. real fast. It's not He's, by uh, an officer this time. Nope, not not by an officer. And uh, So you can use drinking or drinking bros. Head on over there to the store and take 20% off. Alright,
0: uh, next up we got straightrazors.com uh, This is my dope jam uh, This is how I get down every day I use straightrazors.com Not only are their razors the best Their aftershave is number one in the world Their cologne is number one in the world uh, Big, big fan of all of their shaving kits that they have uh, Look kids, if you want a classy, classy uh, shaving kit For your bathrooms and shit like that uh, Straightrazors.com is the place to do it Type in the promo code drinking bros. I'm sorry, drink 20. Drink 20 is, is what the promo code is, and that'll get you 20% off of every single shaving kit you have. Keep it smooth in the front and the back, kids. Go to straightrazors.com. Uh, next up, we got warfightertobacco.com. If you don't if you don't have a cigar, go out and get yourself one. Real men don't vape. They don't smoke hookahs. They smoke cigars. They're 100% combat veteran-owned. Rocco is a co-owner. Uh, Scott Jansen and the boys were huge fans. Uh, go to go to warfightertobacco dot com. Type in the promo code drinkin' Bros. You get ten percent off of every item in the store. And that's including hu- humidor's and uh, t shirts. Uh, Jared, that's a humidor, not a humid dog. Uh, you know how much Fighter I Tobacco. love them humid dogs. I know you do. <laughs> uh, next up, we got. Battlebox.com, b-a-t-t-l-b-o-x.com. That's b-a-t-t-l-b-o-x.com. They don't need the e, so, so leave the e out of Battlebox. Uh, they got some of the the finest, finest knives uh, and dope ass outdoorsman shit you'll ever need if you're trying to survive in this world, dude. If you don't have a, a some type of Battlebox on you at all points in your life, chances are you're going to get murdered. Um, So if if you want to stay alive uh, and not try to get murdered every single day, go to BattleBox.com. Trust me, it is fucking worth it. The promo code is FHRITP. Fuck her right in the pussy. Uh, You get 11% off. That's (laughs) FHRITP. Fuck her right in the pussy. You get 11% off. Uh, Battle Box has got—we have the best a,
1: sponsors. We have the best sponsors.
0: We really do. They also throw a free knife in every single order, which is just uh, incredible, incredible. Uh, so when you open up the box, be careful. There's a knife in there. Last but not least, we got Black Rifle Coffee. Evan Evan Hafer wants to tell us about it.
3: Black Rifle Coffee is a premium roast-to-order coffee. We roast the finest, freshest coffee in the United States, right here in the great state of Utah. Uh, and you know, I will say this: there's a uh, there's a lot of pretenders out there. We're the original. Uh, we are the only roast and order coffee company in the industry that doesn't just rebag that shit. Don't a, be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't
1: be fooled by a rebagger. It's us.
3: So, uh, head on over. Use drinking or drinking bros. Take twenty percent off. Grab a subscription because it'll come to you every month. And uh, put, put
1: the others to the test. Ask them where do your beans come from.
3: Yeah, just to ask kind, him. What hey, kind so of beans So, how there? did you develop those roasts? Uh, who put those roasts together? Um, yeah, yeah, how
1: long? Yeah, how, many, how long did it take? What kind of
3: what kind yeah. of roaster were you using? What bean
0: mix do you have in there? Yeah, well, it's a a blend.
1: Yeah, what but, blend?
3: Yeah. What it's, blend? It's, it's a blend.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, and what what, what we got for promo code? Drinking Bros. Drinking or Drinking Bros. Him?
3: Yeah, you you can yes, use Drinking or Drinking Bros. You can also use uh Lord Hot Dog. Too. Oh, is that
1: back on? Is that back on?
3: Yeah, I went ahead and activated that because. <laughs> We said it on the last episode. So I fucked up. I, okay. fucked up. I fucked up. I got too excited, right. Evan. I got too
0: excited, and I apologize. I apologize no, no, it's good, for that. It's good. No, no. Lord, we're Lord good.
1: Hot Dog is <laughs> back.
0: Lord Hot is back for, for, for 21% off. Welcome 20, back, Lord 21. Hot Dog. Oh, uh, we, that's how we, we got a, we got i got I tried to
1: flex, and I hurt my
0: shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Rub, rub a dog on it and get back in the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, we got it. We got a hot show tonight, kids. Uh, as you know, there's a there's a man named Milo Yatinopoulos, uh, who is in the news. Um, boy, it seems like he's in the news almost every single hour. Uh, just to catch up to speed here, there was a riot on campus at UC Berkeley uh, a couple weeks back, just because he was speaking. He was. Uh, he was. I'm sorry. He was about to speak to a college. He hadn't even spoken yet, and uh, a bunch of a bunch of white white kids, hipsters, whose parents are paying 50k a year for them to go to school at this fine university, and it's and it is arguably one of the best universities in the nation, uh, decided that since Milo was pro Trump, they would go ahead and burn down uh, part of the university, smash up uh, cars, coffee shops, and beat the shit out of any Trump supporters. Uh, within sight. Therefore, the gig was canceled. Cut to uh, about four or five days later, Milo is on the Bill Maher show, uh, causing a stir. He was he was actually great on the show. It was a great one-on-one. Um, it, it, the after-show got uh, got released to the world. Uh, Larry Wilmore, the ex, I want to point out, ex Comedy Central host, uh, who got fired from his job. Uh, after the, the, uh, the, he used to come on right after Trevor Noah on the, uh, the daily show, Trevor Noah, that is on the daily show, uh, told him to go fuck himself live on air. Um, and that, that came out that caused a stir. And then two days after that, uh, a podcast is, is unearthed from 2016 where it's got Milo talking about, uh, pedophilia. Uh, Milo was, was molested as a youth. And uh he claimed that you know he tried to make light of it and say say essentially this uh look, I'm look I'm a gay man and as a gay man if if I wasn't molested maybe I, I wouldn't be s- so great at giving blowjobs these days um the comment did not go over well uh he was I mean he, he, he was a victim though too. I mean I, at that
1: point I know. just
0: like just like if you're missing
1: a leg you can make a fucking legless joke, you, right? Yeah, you can
3: you can make a joke about it, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, you, you can do and that. And he
1: wasn't he, he didn't make a statement about about pedophilia. He made a
0: joke about himself. Ah. Uh, he, he did. It, it did it's uh these this is a tough one for me it's it, this one's murky this one's murky waters simply for the fact of there was also uh, parts of the conversation where he said you know if a 13 year old boy it, it, like fucks a gym teacher he wasn't raped it wasn't statute it's not statutory rape because let's face it what 13 year old doesn't want to fuck their gym teacher um which look it's true but like, it, eh, 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 it was it's true. heavily
2: edited yeah heavily edited yes and yes. It, the thirteen-year-old comment—he was referring to himself, but they edited. it. Yes.
0: And, uh, and 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 so 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 so, bring you up to speed. Our our special guest here, Codename name Meat, is is Milo's bodyguard. <laughs> code name Meat. That's your book title. Codename code Meat. Name meat. Is, that's uh, your book title. Yeah, that's meat good. Code name <laughs> Meat. Meat bat. Like that. So is uh he he you are you are
2: Milo's bodyguard, correct? I run it security. There's a uh, yeah. So. I'm his bodyguard. Yeah. But sometimes there's four of us, so. Right. There's, there's, there, there's four of you guys.
0: And uh, so uh, just to catch everyone up to speed, in the last 24 hours, he had a, a $250,000 uh, advance from Simon & Schuster for a book deal. That was canceled. He was supposed to, to speak at CPAC. That was canceled. Uh, Ken Bone is now speaking at CPAC, who is also, ironically, on the show I'm um, <laughs> Drinking <and> Bros. <laughs>
2: um,
0: Ken uh, Bone. La- last- Last yeah. but not least, my- Milo was uh, the senior editor of of Breibart, uh, and he resigned yesterday uh, because of it. Um, you've been in the middle of this all of this chaos, meets. Uh, how, how has this been for you? This this last three weeks or so? Uh,
2: it's it's been a fun. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been the la- especially the last month, was pretty exciting. It sucks to see what. Yeah. Happen- it sucks to see what happened this week, though. Uh, in a, in my opinion, it was a. Uh, Another political assassination, just like they did to General Flynn in the White House. So that's the, y- yeah. Uh, that, sa- look, the, that, that's, that's called the a sal- lot of people sal- are sal- that. it's a uh, Salinsky tactics from the left. They focus in on one person, and just hit and hit, 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 hit until they go down. It's Communism.
3: Well, I think I think if we trace it back to the beginning, so tell so T- I was down in California. Uh, when, when was it last week? <clears throat> when Tage came over, he's talking to me about. Um, Hey, yeah, check this out. This is really what happened on the campus. So tell the story from your perspective and what's really going on. And it's interesting because he showed me a video and I'll I'll let him kind of discuss what's really going on.
2: Yeah. So uh, one thing when you came out and said the uh, students burned down the campus at Berkeley, that was partially incorrect. It may have been some students, but the violent protesters were actually an uh, anarchist group from out in town called Black Bloc or Antifa. Anti- You're kidding, anti fascist now, and they're the same people I, that uh, I, 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 that showed up at uh, University of Washington in Seattle and UC Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same people. Who are, yeah, they're not students. They're from out in town. They're. Uh, very well funded by George Soros you know yeah i was i was just, just going to say is this the group year, that's funded by soros yes yes it is last year he gave 90 million to these groups and the week before berkeley he gave 50,000 to that particular group that was in berkeley that caused all the chaos so these are professionals they're basically domestic and what's vote. the
0: na- what's the name of their group again? So we can we can get this information public because a lot of a lot of people don't know this is going on. All they see is news clips on CNN and shit like that, um, and they don't really understand that somebody's funding all of these protests. What's the name of that group?
2: Domestic terrorism. I, I know, but but but, uh, <laughs> but, but beyond that, what, what's what was so, what did you no, say? So, Black uh, MT. So, yeah. So the, the name they go under is uh, Black Block. So they're basically Black block, Black block. So they're basically uh, anarchist. They're organized, funded, trained, all that stuff. And then the other name they go under is uh, Antifa. It stands for anti fascism. So they're. Okay. <clears throat> That's kind of like a generic throw around term, though, but Black Bloc is an actual group.
0: So do you know this going in? When you go to gigs with Milo, do you know that they're going to be there? Are you tipped off
2: to this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we know.
0: Y- you do know, so uh, w- take Berkeley, for example i heard I heard Milo's interview on Fox News a- after uh, he was escorted out of the building and and here's how I knew a veteran worked for him was he said, as soon as they breached the first floor, uh, my security team got me out of there. It was like, okay, nobody says breach in the first floor unless they're they're military right. and, you know, <laughs> like Milo, Milo wouldn't be saying b- people were breaching the first floor unless military was working for him right. Um, yep. Uh, so, so you were there during all of that, and you got him out of the building, correct?
2: That is correct. Yep, me and my guys. We actually, uh, we actually ditched our car in the underground parking lot because the uh, e- exit was blocked by the riders, and the police didn't want us to run them run him over. So we, uh, we, we put a stash car on the other side of campus and went through underground tunnels to our stash car and got out that way.
1: That's got to be fun, though. <laughs> yeah. As a security, like, yeah, yeah, working personal protection. How many people get to do fun shit like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Like it was totally. Fun. Know, I mean, I know a lot of people that 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 work for for celebrities and stuff, and they've never had a riot. Yep. Like I you've know. had like five now. I know. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it was starting to become a regular thing. You're like the fucking. You're like the most action
0: in the executive protection <laughs> world right
1: now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, we, so let me ask you this, meet after the, after the, the, the riot thing happens, where do you guys go? Do you guys go back to a hotel room and watch this happen live on the news or what do you do?
2: Yeah. We just went back to our hotel and, uh, you know, whatever, had some beers, hung out.
0: No, how about hey, but, this? But, yeah, does... but are you watching the chaos go, go on, on the news? Like, are you watching it live happening? Yeah, we were watching it.
2: And, yep.
1: And what about, what about like, does does his confidence go up greatly when he sees how easy it is to maneuver that situation for you?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: <laughs> yep. That that's uh, man, that, that that is absolutely insane. Uh what what was the Bill Mar thing like? Uh him being there? I didn't go to that. You didn't go you to that cuz no. uh, and and reason being like there's enough security there cuz it's hard to get into those places that you're he feels safe enough, right?
2: Right. Right, right.
0: Gotcha. Uh, so, so after this, this whole thing comes out about the pedophilia and and, and all this stuff. W- what is security going to look like coming up for him? Because I'm sure it's going to be wor- way worse than it was before, right?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, most of the Milo's fans, you know, I, in my opinion, they're gonna stick with him. I think. I think this actually is go- once he gets over the pedophilia thing, which I think. It was all BS, edited tapes. It was like I said, a political hit job. So it actually Yeah, it and, actually it actually speeds I was, feeds into I was studying
1: cause. it this morning, Ross. I was going on some of these articles just to read comments, and the comments are easy ninety five five in his favor of people sticking up for him rather than 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 distancing themselves from him.
2: Yeah, he, he yeah. It, it's just like after Berkeley, you know, the his show got shut down in Berkeley and you know, everybody figures that hurts him, but it's the opposite. His book sales went up like forty percent overnight. <laughs> so whenever, whenever, whenever these uh, malicious people on the left attack him, his supporters rally and buy, buy more books and do stuff like that. So every time these guys yeah. go after him, he gets bigger crazy uh yeah he may look he he makes more money
0: off of this um is he did he get another book deal out of this is that is that what's going to happen probably i'm sure yeah because he you don't you don't sell that many copies because i remember after berkeley he was number one on amazon uh for pre-sales right um and if you're simon and schuster i'll be you know i know the book world pretty well you're you're laying out 250 if you're pre-sales and you're number one you're you're well past that fucking advance. You're amped about this. Um, oh, yeah. They I obviously mean, took enough heat that they wanted out of there.
2: Yeah, I was reading some of the comments uh, online yesterday, and people were saying, "I'll print your book myself." You know, we'll find you a printer. So, right. And uh, his book's gonna get printed, right, one way or another.
3: Well, I think I think it's interesting. Yeah. So when when we get, kind of go back, some of the things we we're talking about is you you got. These underground movements that are basically, and when I say underground, they're they're more covert movements that are funded by like heavily funded by billionaires in order to disrupt the mechanism, right? right. And you know, we when you have supposed uh, organized organized protests happening in Berkeley, and just like you know, Ross, you watch the news quite a bit, uh, so yep. do I. Not once have I ever heard about you know the the organized anarchists coming in and and burning and breaking shit basically but you know Tage pulled up one video uh when I was talking to him last week and it was the uh you know all, all the guys in the black ski mask and hoodies walking single file through a line of organized nonviolent protesters uh in a way that was like very uniformed uh uniform very trained they surround it or encompass the, um, the perimeter and they basically take, take control at that point, right? Yep, exactly. And uh, once I saw that, it was instant. It was click, okay, this is, this is an organized movement and you, you don't just get anarchists that are going to get together online and have a bunch of money to fly themselves to places like Berkeley and dedicate their, their lives to disrupting a mechanism. I mean, somebody has to... Feed this machine, and yes, it, it, it's 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 not you know it's not a conspiracy. What it is, it's it's it, what it is is just knowing how chaos ensues. And uh, when when we look at something like this, it's like I, I found that extremely hard to believe. I'm like, where the fuck are these college kids <clears> coming from, and why are they burning shit in Berkeley, and why are they you know disrupting everything in Seattle? But it's not that. It's the ecosystem that they've created in in the progressive cities where there's either a handshake relationship with the law enforcement entity or the city officials where they know they can get away with it because it's not going to happen. You know, something like that is not going to happen in, um, I don't know. Let's, let's just say Houston, Texas, right? Nope. Like the, the cops are going to be able to put the wood, you know, the wood shampoo to dudes. And then these guys are ultimately going to get scooped up. And who are they going to see when they pull the, you know, pull the hoodie off. Right. And, The other piece to that is, if they're foreigners, and that's a protest, that that falls under freedom of speech. They really can't be rolled up on domestic terrorism or terrorism charges. They can be basically uh, kicked out of country or deported. That's about it. That's about it, right? Yep.
2: So they're definitely they're definitely organized, and they they bust them around from city to city, state to state, and they show up to all these major events. It's like the Black Bloc. Black Lives Matter, the uh, the Wall Street protesters, uh, right? They switch names every couple of years. Switch names, same people. They have the same mission, and they're just causing chaos. How do we get somebody in there?
3: We need to do that, right? <laughs> Infiltrate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, and it, yeah. and it, begs, it yeah. begs it begs the question, right? It really does beg the question: Is you know, if we if we let the uh, you know eyes our eyes kind of drift off the 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 ball and so to speak with just focusing all on islamic terrorism and then specifically not taking a look at what's happening with our with our our domestic protests uh and and really i think it it begs the question like why why aren't we paying attention to this the next question i have to, to have to ask is why is it that we can talk about this and we understand it but cnn abc fox i haven't heard one thing about this like not one thing in the no, media.
2: only uh only Breitbart they're the only ones that right. have talked about it that I've heard publicly. Yeah, these you know just like you said, they're organized like a military unit. Um, one of the Breitbart uh journalists taught us some stuff about it. He he actually used to be a uh protester back in the day. Right. A domestic terrorist and uh now he's a journalist. But um he he you know these guys are very organized in not just in the organization, but when they basically attack somewhere, you know, under the guise of being rioters or protesters—protesters, protesters, not rioters. So they show up. They have they have groups that go in and they just do regular protesting. Then they have others that make a diversion, and then there's people that carry weapons. And right. Well, while, while the people are making a diversion, the guys with the weapons, you know. they're they'll throw them or assault somebody, and then they back away. So they're, they're very organized and they're very effective at what they do. And the local police, they seem to turn a blind eye to this, and on the campuses, the professors who are heavily uh, like radicalized, left-wing, almost communists, right? Um, they, they have actually ordered a lot of these campus police to stand down no arrest policy hands off and they treat these uh anarchists that come on campus as like as a, the, if they were students right so but they're not so then they come on they burn stuff they assault people you know they're carrying uh bags of urine bags of feces hammers bats two by fours spears guns knives and brass knuckles and the 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 deans and stuff for these colleges order the police to, oh, they're just, uh, protesters, give them room to protest. And next thing you know, stuff's burning and people are unconscious on the ground. And then at the end of the night, there's zero arrests.
3: Well, I, I think that that kind of speaks volumes because if you're looking at the, the, you know, the soft belly or the flank, right? So university police are typically not the most well-funded and well-trained. They're not, they're not, you know, trained to, to, to deal with, uh, serious amounts of violence or riots, you know, you could have nonviolent protests and sit-ins and things like that. But really when you look at this, it's the perfect ecosystem as far as being able to encourage and create and just kind of, uh, let this happen. And, you know, when I look at this, like, uh, well, Seattle, when was uh, WTO? What year was that? Was that like 98 or something like that? I Uh, WTO was WTO was like, you know, whenever that was late nineties, and you had you had a, a, a high degree of trained anarchists that were out there protesting in Seattle, and a bunch of my buddies were like, "Dude, these guys were like no joke." Uh, you know, they were highly trained, very motivated. You know, flown in and bust in from all around the United States, and I think that that's happened multiple times. And people really, they're not aware of this because they're not down there. You know, they're not down in the stream, and and then you'll 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 hear cops talk about it. You know, law enforcement dudes would be like, this is no joke, man. Right. Like, what we're facing is, is, is no joke. And then you have this backlash against law enforcement saying like, hey, these guys are a bunch of fucking assholes and they're just trying to beat people up and fucking kill them. Right?
2: Yeah, well, they, well they, when they come into all these campuses protesting, like I said, they come under the guise of being students. Right. So people think that the cops are beating up students, right. not this domestic terrorist group, which they are, they're domestic terrorists because that's what they do. They terrorize people they're political they scare people into voting scare people into not voting that's right. what terrorists do yeah they are terrorists and the the yeah. uh, one thing is the uh, the media covers for them also so it's not just the uh, the college you know the deans and chancellors and counselors that cover for these people it's also the media like after the berkeley thing um i think it was the new york times you know it just said Milo was canceled you know to protesters or something it didn't say anything about the violence, about people being assaulted, right. about people being sprayed in their face with tear gas, people knocked unconscious, with a campus on fire. That right. the, the media, you know, because it doesn't uh, it doesn't feed to their narrative, so they leave that stuff out.
3: Well, I think what it what they painted a picture as if there was a victory over Milo in that circumstance, where you know what people have to realize is that. That violent act or that act of uh, domestic terrorism prevented uh, free speech. Now, regardless of what you what your opinion is, people have the right to speak, and you know, unfortunately, it doesn't feed into that. You know, exactly, it doesn't feed into that narrative, which is you know they've painted Milo as this you know neo-Nazi. Uh, you know, fascist puppet, and you're like, uh, okay, and and he has he has you know very articulate retorts to that, which I would say, you know, based on the sexual preference and you know specifically as partners, we're like, dude, that that guy's not a racist. If anything, no. he's 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 pro African American. Right. He's he's his articulation is political correctness is rotting co- the country from inside out, and and socialism is alive and well.
2: Well, that was the uh, the news media's first couple shots at him. You know, the first they portray him as a racist, a bigot, you know, and pretty much anything you can think of. And none of that stuck. So, you know, finally they shifted gears into this pedophile thing and it worked. So it, it's just a, like I said, it's a political assassination. It's character assassination. And and just like the, you know, Donald Trump calls the media fake news, it's true. You know, they they actually it make, is- they, they make up the news, they guide the news. And it's they only report stuff if it fits their narrative and that's it.
0: Yeah. I, and, and to this point, there's uh, a bunch of like anti-Semitism s- stuff that's coming out right now. Um, and I don't that hasn't happened in, in a very, very long time. It seems odd. I find it odd that it's happening now and you're and you're not going to tell me it's not one of these groups. Yeah. But don't you think that it's one of these groups that is being paid to do this uh, to to spray paint fucking Nazi symbols on shit in these neighborhoods and and graves and all that stuff? Like, don't you think it's it's one of those?
2: Yeah. It it has to be right. Yeah. Most of these uh, most of these hate crimes after they get done investigating them, it's usually they're all they're fake. It's just setups to get attention. Yeah, but but it's enough. It's enough attention that it grabs
0: a headline. It it makes it seem like Trump is causing this, um, and that that just because of you know who Trump's supporters are, they're they're doing this. Well, but it's the, like I, I don't
2: think that any of it's real. Well, every day, most Americans, you know, they're busy waking up, getting their kids ready for school, going to work, coming home, you know, feeding their kids, homework, blah blah blah. They don't have time to dig in to this news stuff as deep as some of us do. So they. Uh, they believe the fake narratives that the media puts out. And it's a shame. Yeah, and and
0: I will say this. There's a rumor going around that there's going to be a huge CNN leak um, about what really goes on at CNN. And they've got them talking, all of the anchors, all of their guests on camera, and they're going to release this footage to the world within like 48 hours. Um, this, This hashtag CNN leaks has been going on. Uh, it's the same guy who did the, that, that James O'Keefe who did the Veritas videos. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, so uh, apparently he claims um, that there was a mole inside CNN who was tired of the fake news, tired of, of reporting uh, the same stories in the same way, that he's secretly been stashing away footage of what these anchors and what these people are really saying off camera, and they're going to release it to the world. If that's true, holy shit um yeah but, but the, uh, the thing,
2: i mean look at all the stuff that's been released look at all the stuff that was released about hillary clinton look at all the stuff that those fair types guys released about the abortion clinics and like yep. i said like i said most americans are too busy they, they just don't pay attention to it so, well so no it just, there's also
1: this weird
2: disconnect too
1: though like where you can and, and that's where it, what i never understood like i never had a hillary supporter jump in front of me and say well no she didn't break the law like they didn't defend her they just ignore it's like they just ignore it it's like mm-hmm. it's a oh mm-hmm. no 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 that can't be we're just gonna we we got blind we're gonna pretend that didn't happen right so it's like that's the attitude that the left takes is just oh, oh no 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 i didn't see that i didn't uh, that, that that can't be true
0: look
2: like- <laughs> yeah they, they like to pick the lesser of two evils rather than go with the good guy
3: yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's. What, I think what, what, what do you What do you
0: think is going to What do you think going to eventually happen with this? Do you think that anything big in the future is going to happen, like an assassination attempt or something like that, uh, to, to really wake up the, the the world to what's going on with this shit? The, what the do you world, think the,
2: is, is the world is already waking up? Look, we've got Trump in office. British did the, or England did their uh, the Brexit, Brexit France yeah. France Le Pen. You know, if she gets elected. The world is, I think she the will, world by the way. is waking I, up I think the world is sick and tired of George Soros and Barack Obama and their bullshit
0: yeah no i I, I absolutely hundred percent believe it, but but my my question is this do you think Soros will fund something so radical like that something crazy will happen as far as you know I do uh, I, I think assassinating I a political leader because I, I that's what I think is next
2: It's possible I mean have before. you heard
0: of any threats like within within, you know, the security you work no, with and things no, like that? Because no, I'm no. sure Milo gets how, how many death threats does Milo get?
2: Probably too many to count. Really? Yeah. Yep.
3: Which which seems crazy. You know, Tage brought this up uh, a couple times, which is like he's nobody, really. Like yeah, he has, he's, he,
2: exactly. Uh, he he doesn't. Uh, he's not a policymaker, right? He's not a lawmaker. He does nothing to do with our government Paul. He is a foreigner from England who's outspoken about his opinion, that's it. And these people on the left are so scared of him God. and his opinion.
1: George uh, Soros is worth $25.2 billion.
2: Yes, yes he is. Uh, and,
0: and ironically, his biggest financial holding that he just switched to was Goldman Sachs. So as soon as Trump gets elected, he switches most of his most of his money into Goldman Sachs, which he claims, and, and you know the leftists claim that oh, Trump's only going to help the banks, but yet you're investing in it, motherfucker. So, yeah. it, it, w- w- are you just trying to get richer and push your political agenda at the same time? Because that's that's what it seems to me that George Soros is trying to do.
2: They just want it, They want they want a one world government, control everybody, take all their money, and they want to cause mass chaos they want to turn everybody against each other and then they can uh put in martial law and control everybody it's all about
0: control but you can't live in a one world government with this many religions is is my my whole thing like uh, so I, I don't know what i don't know what they think is going to
3: happen um
0: well i mean unless I, you force everybody in the same religion
3: i i don't i don't think that's i don't think that's the case it's, it's actually economic control so control can look several different ways and yeah you're you're right you're right it's economics it's not like being able to manipulate a specific uh, you know federal law enforcement entity or and that's what that's what's so scary about you know the forfeiture of individual rights that contributes to the forfeiture of states rights which contributes to the forfeiture of fucking rights of the entire nation is extremely dangerous when when you start believing a specific narrative without it affecting you directly you buy into this this you know the 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 liberal i shouldn't even say liberal because it happens both on the conservative and the the progressive or liberal or socialist side where it's like you have to forfeit your freedom in in order to provide sanctuary or safety to you and your family it's bullshit it's a fucking bullshit line and what they want you to do is they want you to buy into this idea that you know what? You need to you need to cough up sixty percent of your income because we're protecting you. Uh, all it is is it, it's just a redistribution of wealth ultimately from the working class to. Uh, and when I say this, like it, what it is is it's just a redistribution of wealth from the working class into a lower economic base or a foreign economic base, which will redistribute the voting population. So then now when you want to do the, the largest the largest redistribution of wealth in history, for instance, from the taxpayer to the, the banking industry, which happened under our watch in the last fucking several years, it's easy. Because you know what? You, we've got bigger fish to fry, right? So it's like Islamic terrorism is out there. Well- you know, what I always tell people is like, man, can, can, does the Taliban, have the, the Taliban have the ability to mount on their fucking horses and ride over here and take over the United States? No, they don't. They, they can't affect the United States sovereignty, and they can't even come close to affecting whether or not we, we, can, we can, one, export goods internationally. What they can do is they can, they can cause a, 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 you know, and the Taliban wasn't responsible for 9-11, right? The instability in Afghanistan and Central Asia and encourage the ecosystem that allowed the opportunity for 9-11. So when I say that, what, what people have been doing for the last 16 years is deploying a force, and I'm going to go on a soapbox, is deploying a force in order to occupy a nation to spend fucking money. Because I'll tell you this, from my firsthand experience in TAGE, and I think he'll back me up on this, it's fairly, uh, I, I find it extremely... Um, irrational and a little bit irritating to think that we can overthrow that fucking country in less than 150 days with 200 dudes and a bunch of fucking bombs, but yet it takes an army to occupy it for 16 fucking years. And all that is, is now you're just redistributing wealth because an army occupying another country without, jeopardi- without jeopardizing, or jeopardizing our sovereignty. What that is, that's an exercise in economics, folks. That's all it is. Because when you got a fucking motorcycle gang tromping around Central Asia with several thousand pounds of bombs on command, you can make a lot of shit happen. I'm, I'm, and I'll tell you another thing. When you stomp into a, a, you know, the backyard of a, of a person that has the rough, rough education level of a kindergartner, uh, it's fairly easy, too. So, um, <laughs> it, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but but what it is is it's a displacement. So you know it allows the middle class to continue to cough up fucking, you know their their hard earned you know gold. Not only that, but their uh, their blood, and and it's we we just continue to buy buy into it. It's about it's about all I can say. I I fucking hate ranting like this, but fuck man, people
0: love your rants
3: though, Evan. People love them. (laughs) Everything is backwards. We
0: get emails about them all the time.
3: Man, and uh, just to make everybody, just to make sure everybody understands, man, I, I am, I am red, white, and blue through and through. Like I'm a fucking absolute believer in the Constitution, that, that is threaded into my DNA. Uh, but the guys that are making they, the decisions, but, in the calls, yeah. boy, they, they, they've lost yeah. their way. They've they've lost their way, and I'll tell you what, I I would love to let the fucking Potomac run red one of these days. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Happy
2: Presidents Day yeah! from Evan Hafer. <laughs> Happy true. fucking Presidents. Yeah, day. Ra- rather than you know enforce our borders, which our president wants to do. If we enforce our borders and we keep the bad guys overseas, we don't need mass surveillance, cops with <gasps> machine guns right. at every corner, which basically it's coming to. We, in, but instead, they say, let's open the borders and then let's have mass surveillance and then let's take away everybody's freedoms and liberties and put uh, military trained police everywhere. That's not right. a free country.
3: No, that, that's, that's not a country I want to live in.
2: Close the borders <laughs> and get the terrorists out.
3: Good. Good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. on board well, with that hey, plan. That's a, that's a fucking cool. A, I like that redistribution model. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I, <laughs> know. I know.
2: At the beginning of the war, they told us, you know, we need to keep the fight overseas. We need to take the fight to the enemy. And that's what we did. But now they let them come in here. Look what happened to Europe. The Islamic world effectively invaded Europe. Europe has fallen. Right. Europe is now an extension of Arabia. They did a soft invasion. It was 90% men, fighting age males. There's no women, no babies. If there were, there were very few. It was a soft invasion. It was an invasion by an ununiformed army. It's called unconventional warfare. And Europe just let it happen.
0: Yeah, now and they look continue look. to let it happen. Mer- Merkel's still letting them in over there.
3: Yeah, still letting them in. Open up the gates, yep. and you know, call me a xenophobe, man. I, 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 I'll call me a xenophobe. I don't give a shit, but it, because you know, if you're not waving the Islamic flag and saying, you know, I love Islam, I've spent my adult life living in Central Asia, Middle Eastern countries, living in Islamic countries, and I'll be the first cat to tell you, I'm not a fan. Does that make me a racist? No. No. Just like this. I don't want a Satanist living next door to me either, right? I don't want really want to listen to the goats squeal at night. I, I, yeah. I I'm not a fucking fan, man. Like like <laughs> yeah. so if that makes me a bad guy, well fuck it. I'm a bad guy. But uh, you know, for me, America, you know, the separation of church and state or whether it's the you know, the mosque, the church, whatever it might be, that that absolutely has to fucking stand. Uh, it, it has to stand alone, and, it, and and when you start saying you have to accept people because of their religion, eh, I don't know. I, I would say that the Mormon, because you know the Mormon religion is a great example of that. We live here in the state of Utah. You know, every other, uh, you, you can you can go around the United States with a Broadway show just. Bagging the fuck out of the Mormon religion as much as you want, calling them fucking. No one's getting bombed. Looney Tune, fucking. You know, you can say that you don't like the Mormon religion all day long. It doesn't matter. The second you say, I don't like Islam, you're You're a racist.
2: Xenophobia. Yeah, you're a xenophobe.
3: And it's like, dude, I don't like it. I don't like the fuck. I don't even like to call the prayer. It's not beautiful. It wakes me the fuck up. I hate it. Yeah. Five times a day, (laughs) I'm not into it. So. Anyway, uh, I didn't, didn't, sorry, I I hijacked this thing again.
1: I got the Drinking Bro of the Week, Ross. Boom. Boom. Go ahead, go ahead. Who do we got? Who do we got? This week it comes from Brandon Johnson. He would like to nominate Sergeant Tyrone Alwyn of 124 Deuce 4 Infantry at Fort Wainwright, Alaska. Tyrone was a school teacher turned Marine turned Army Grunt. The guy absolutely defined selfless service and lived to teach and serve others. He was an extreme wealth of knowledge and would talk to anyone for hours on just about any subject matter. Sergeant Alwyn suffered a brain aneurysm and passed away on February 21st, 2015. He left behind a wife and six sons. He is loved and missed every day. Well, to you, Tyrone. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Six times. You weren't a radio oh, He boy. wasn't a radio operator. Nope. That was No, sure. no, he no, he wasn't. He was he's a long way away no. from that radiation.
0: <laughs> hey, well, well, Brandon Johnson, thank you so much for submitting that. Uh, we, we really appreciate yeah. it. Um, hey, Meat, thanks for being on the show. This is a fucking <laughs> crazy, interesting <laughs> show. Yeah, a cra- crazy, interesting show. And uh, we'll have to, well, on another show, you'll have to tell us how you got your nickname. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> For, for Mr. Evan Hafer, don't call him a xenophobe. Uh, Jared Taylor and Ross Patterson and Neat, uh, we are out of here. Good night, everyone.